Hello. Okay. So this week on the podcast, I want to share with you some about the retreat that I was on recently with um, my mastermind. And I have some questions for you to sit with as we navigate this uh, conversation that I think are going to be really powerful for you and just really appropriate for kind of, you know, approaching the end of the year. No, no, no panic. We've got plenty of time, but um, I'm excited to dive into this with you. Welcome to Spacious, the podcast for business owners, leaders, and CEOs who desire simplicity, sustainability, and spaciousness in their lives and in their companies. In this podcast, we'll dive deep with lessons, perspective shifts, coaching, and guests to help you find and create a spaciously successful business. I'm so glad you're here. Okay. So some of y'all know, if you hang out with me on Instagram a few weeks ago, uh, Will and I went to Mexico on a little vacation, little relaxation vacation, um, just the two of us. And then that butted up against when I was going to be in Mexico for a retreat that was hosted through the mastermind that I'm in this year. And I was, when I signed up for this mastermind, the retreat was always just like a, of course I'm going no brainer kind of thing. And when, you know, you started getting closer and talking about it and people were saying, you know, opting in or opting out of it or whatever, this entire time it's been like, oh, of course I'm going like part of why I'm in this mastermind is because I want to go on this retreat. And it felt just like, it was such a, such an obvious yes to me. And it wasn't until I was actually there with Will, like leading up to, you know, us separating and him going home and me going to meet up with the retreat that I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Ooh, what am I doing here? Like, this is a little bit scary. I don't actually know what to expect or anticipate. Um, I, I'm not intimately familiar with, with the other women in it because the way the mastermind works is we're divided into different pods and no one from my pod was, was going to be there. Um, so I don't, you know, I know of these other women that will be there, but I don't necessarily like know them, know them. Um, so all my kind of things sort of like bubbling up to the surface and I made a decision um, before I actually met up with everybody, I made a decision that I was going to get exactly what I needed from this experience. And I don't know what that, you know, was, and I had no expectations or goals or anything like that, but I just was like, I'm going to get exactly what I need from this, whatever that is. I can't wait to find out. And, you know, during and after, and now a few weeks from it, I got exactly what I intended. And I just think that's a really powerful intention that I'm going to continue to come back to for anything I attend or invest in. I'm always going to try to lead with that thought of like, I don't know exactly what I'll get from this, but I know I'm going to get exactly what I need. That just felt like a really powerful affirmation and intention for myself. And I wanted to share that with y'all in case that felt like something you could hold on to as well. Um, so anyway, the actual retreat, um, was huge, was epic, was amazing, was incredible. I have often heard people use the marketing kind of ploy of like being in the room and how powerful it is to be in the room. And I have attended other events in the business space through the lens of working. Like I've been there in a support role, um, as just a coach, as like a team member, et cetera. And to be frank, those experiences, I, I didn't really get much from them, but I always just attested that to, um, how I was there and why I was there and that I wasn't, you know, totally in like receiving mode, I guess. And I'm not sure now, you know, if that's true or not, but I do know that, um, 
I, I wrote off this idea of being in the room for a long time because I had not had that experience. And now having fully, quote, been in the room, I'm like, oh, shit, I get it. <laughs> there actually is magic to it. I think it's obviously nuanced, you know, like which rooms. <laughs> but I will say that there was something there that happened with um, this intimate group of women that just felt transformational in a way that I don't think I could experience virtually, basically. And I'm really happy about that. And it really opens up a lot for me and unlocks a lot for me for what I want to do in my business, how I want to create offers. There's definitely going to be more in-person stuff coming from me next year. Um, I'm just so excited to have felt the expansion of that and feel called to step into that. Um, there actually will be one VIP day in Charleston in December. If someone is like ready to experience that kind of magic and wants to come be in Charleston and go through a VIP day, all about you and your business and your capacity and your spaciousness and really setting up for 2024 in a powerful and intimate way. Um, that is something that I'm going to be talking a little bit more about down the road, but that is officially available. But all that being said, like I, I get it now. I get this idea of being in the room. Something that was a little bit scary for me is, and I've, I think I've shared about this in different contexts, but a big story that I've, I've, I've navigated for many years, but really explicitly this year is, um, just around this idea of like being liked. And that sounds so like silly and needy to me. It feels very vulnerable to say that, but that's been a thing that I've, you know, I've had, I've struggled with like the certainty that not everybody likes me or no one likes me, or I don't necessarily belong in the room or no one gets me or my sense of humor won't land. Like all of these sort of manifestations of this core idea that like, for some reason, thinking that I'm just like not likable and I've done a lot of work around that. I've had to build lots of evidence banks to support me with that. I have done RRT sessions around it. And like, I'm really happy to say that that thought and that idea no longer runs the show for me. It's really powerful to be in this place of like, it's okay if people don't like me. And also I trust that people do like me and like the right people like me. And that's fine. It's, it's super transformational to be on the other side of this. Um, but walking into the retreat in realizing that I felt so confident, that's not even the right word, walking into the retreat and realizing that I didn't feel terrified of people not liking me was like, honestly, like an out of body experience because that just has not been my experience for most of my life. When I've walked into rooms, I've assumed that I would be the odd girl out. I've assumed that people like wouldn't vibe with me. I've assumed, even though this isn't actually true, like this isn't actually my reality or my experiences, for some reason, the underlying thought has always been that. So walking into the retreat, I like, I could like see how the old version of me would have felt or thought. And it was just really surreal to just be in my most confident, my most sure of myself, my most like acceptance of myself and be like, you know what? I'm about to meet like, I don't know, 10 women that I have never actually met face to face. And like, regardless of anything that happens, I still know who I am and still love who I am. Like it was just honestly, <laughs> maybe make me emotional if we keep talking about it. So I'm going to switch gears. Um, but it was just a really, really, really wild out of body experience. Um, and I'm just so proud of that work. And I guess I should say this, remembering that this is a podcast that business owners are listening to and, you know, not just making it like a diary entry, um, that if 
you have these like big, deep, maybe lifelong kind of stories or beliefs, whether it be about being liked or something else that like there is the other side of it. You get to heal that. You get to work through that. You get to process that. Like you're not just stuck in that for the rest of time. Um, there are ways to navigate through it. There are ways to come to the other side of it. I am not like special in that regard. <laughs> like that is possible for you too. Um, and I just want you to know that in case, in case you forgot. Um, okay. Moving on. <laughs> so the whole retreat, um, there was so much, there was so many takeaways. There were so many beautiful, incredible, amazing moments. Um, there was a lot for me to, to take away from, from it around just being in community, being with others, being supported, asking for what you need, receiving what you need. Um, we did a lot of different practices and rituals that really leaned into this idea of, of being willing to say to your peers, to your, to your friends, to the people that are, you know, here for you and supporting you to be able to say like, Hey, I, I need someone to remind me why I'm really good at what I do. Or, Hey, I need someone to remind me that I am likable or, Hey, I need someone to tell me what they see as my gifts and to have people meet you in that no questions asked and just say, okay, that makes sense. You make sense here. I can offer you this is just honestly surreal. Like I've done a lot of work outside of business, um, like in relationships, like with Will. For example, we've done a lot of work as a couple to be more open with asking for what we need from each other. You know, for example, like if Will has a hard day at work and he comes home for him to be able to say, Hey, I love you. This is not anything about you and I or our relationship. I need some space right now. I need some alone time. And for me to be able to see that and honor that and not, you know, turn it around and make it about me or whatever. Like we've had lots of growth in that for both of us, but I still see opportunities to, you know, work on that in, in other aspects of my life and my business, being a CEO, et cetera, um, being in, being in community, being in sisterhood, right? Like there's still, that's not something that I would say I'm necessarily perfect or good at. Um, and so it's been, it was really a really expansive experience to, to be in a community, to be in a group of, of people, of women, of sisters and say, this is something I need right now. And for everyone to just say, okay, that makes sense. Um, it's just been expansive. And you know, what's really interesting for me is I like, there's like an immediate ripple. Like I see it obviously impacting relationships and my friendships, but it's like, it's like a weirdly, um, this is going to be esoteric, but like a weirdly, like, like spiritual ripple. I don't know the right words here. Uh, but it's like, I see it different with my clients already. Like already my clients are without me sharing this without I haven't gone into the retreat with any of my clients. I haven't like shared this with any of them, but I can see how there's like already a dynamic in my coaching where this is different, where I see clients being willing to be more vulnerable, being willing to share more of what's going on, being willing to go a level deeper and be held and supported even more. And like, I can't explain it. It's just fucking magic. That's the power of energetics, right? But there's something about me having that expansion that I can feel it rippling off me and affecting people around me and in my personal life, in my friendships, in my coaching, et cetera. And it's just, it's really fucking cool. It's just for lack of a better way it's to say it, it's just really fucking cool. Um, okay. So that was a big part of it. The other really big part of it was just realizing, seeing myself and realizing like how important the work that I do is and how embodied I am in the work that I do. 
I, I know that I'm embodied in the work that I do. I, I, I like, I know that intellectually, but there was something about being there, you know, having experiences that could have triggered me or could have made me feel some type of way or whatever. And just like realizing how in my power I am, how embodied I am, how much I know myself, how much I love myself, how much I respect myself, being willing to say, I need to take a break from the group right now and go read and decompress and honor my nervous system or whatever. Like just seeing it in action, I guess was like, I, I just, the level of conviction I feel in like, damn, the work I do, A, it really fucking matters. And B, I'm so the person to lead this work. Like it's just been it's just been like a, I won't say a shift because I already felt that way, but it's just been like a really big expansion. Like that, that understanding and that knowing and that belief has just like, I don't know, 10 times in my brain. Um, and I just feel so excited for that because I know that means I'm ready to serve more people, to support more people, to help more people do this work. Like I just, I can't wait to see what that, what that means, you know, in like a more tangible way. Um, and yeah, those are like some of my big takeaways and I just feel really proud of myself for going, for doing it, for showing up, for being vulnerable, for sharing, for connecting, for making what I assume will be lifelong friendships with some of the women there. Um, it was just magical. It was insanely magical. And I just, I'm excited to continue to, to grow and invest in things like that for myself, but also then to bring that to people as well, to, to bring, more in-person things to people. Um, it just feels, uh, it just feels really, really, really good. Okay. So we've been talking about me for a while. <laughs> um, and I know this feels a little bit diary, but I hope that there is just some things that are connecting for you, some things that you're thinking about or taking away from this. And then I want to leave you with some questions that I think are really powerful that, um, when I think about like reflection prompts from my time there, this is kind of like the stuff that I've been thinking about. So for me, um, if we relate this back to the idea of like, it used to feel sticky and hard for me to be in like community and groups and to feel confident and like sure of myself, like that would be kind of the frame for this question for you. What is an area that you want to grow in that maybe feels sticky or hard right now? So like, you know, that you desire the thing, but there's something about it that feels really constricting what is that? And then what would your life or your business look like if that just was no longer a sticky point? Like how much more rich could life and business be and feel if that old belief or story or fear or understanding was just gone? Like, what would that be like for you? I really want you to, to play with it. So if I was journaling on this in the past, it would be like, what would it feel like what would it be like? What would it do for my life, for my business, for myself? If I could walk into a room and feel confident about who I am, if I could walk into a room and have no doubts that there are people there that would get me and like me and understand me, what would that be like? So apply that to anything for yourself. It doesn't have to be obviously my exact thing, um, but just any area that feels maybe a little bit sticky or hard that you, that you really do want to grow in. Another kind of question or set of questions is, um, are you asking for what you need? Are you, are you willing to receive it? And this is a question that I actually asked another person that was there. We were chatting a little bit about her business. Um, but you know, are you asking for what you need? Are you willing to receive it? And is it actually hard 
or do you think it should be hard to have that thing? And that's like one of those questions that at first glance, you might kind of like roll your eyes at, but I really want you to think about that. Is the thing that I want actually hard to do, to have, to hold, or is there some story in my brain that says this should be hard? It should be more complicated. I should have to work harder. I should have to do more. The example that I really like to use in this, in this kind of context around asking for what you need, um, making things harder than they have to be, et cetera. And I've told this story before. This is a really good story. I'll be brief with it. Um, when I was a kid, I used to get really annoyed at my mom when she was driving and she needed to like merge or like change lanes, like change lanes to, to get to an exit. You know, like she would be like two or three, lanes. we lived in Florida. So of course it's all like six lane highways. Uh, so like she would need to get across a few lanes to like get to her exit and she would start to panic and she would be like, Oh, I gotta get over. Like there's too much traffic. Da, 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 da. And I would just be like this, you know, five-year-old in the back seat and I'd be like, just put your blinker on mom. Just put your freaking blinker on. <laughs> like ask for what you need. Somebody will let you over. Somebody will help you. Like you're making it harder by not just turning your blinker on. Right. And I used to just get, I remember being so annoyed as a kid. And now I just think it's really funny because, you know, as an adult, like that's just how my brain works. Like work smarter, not harder here. Put your blinker on, <laughs> let people know what you want. And someone will meet you in that, you know? Um, so that's another kind of set of questions for you to explore. And the final one is, you know, who are you surrounding yourself with? Who is cheering for you? Who is helping you hold all of the things that you're holding? Because I know you're holding a lot. Who is witnessing you? Who is there to say, Hey, I see you in this not to fix it, not to fix you, not to solve all the problems, but just to say that I see you, I see you and you make sense. Who is doing that for you? I think that the more that we surround ourselves with people who can really be there for us and not necessarily try to always solve and fix things, but just be with us. Um, just the more that we get to grow, the more that we get to really, um, relax into support and feel really good in the journey. So that was a long one. That was a doozy. I hope that there was some takeaways for you. I'm intending that there were, I'm, I'm, I, I shouldn't even say, I hope I know that there will be. And thank you for listening. I probably will share more about the retreat over time because there's just so much to integrate, but that's where we're at now a few weeks out. And yeah, thank you for being here. Um, one final note is that if you are not on the wait list for rich and regulated, you're, you're getting down to the wire. <laughs> um, you should really like, you should probably either sign up or just straight up DM me on Instagram. Like I need to get on this right now. Um, because information is going out and waitlist people are getting some really incredible opportunities and bonuses and everything. And I want you to get those emails and get that information. So you can sign up below, or if you're like, I need to make sure I actually get all the details, go ahead and DM me on Instagram and I can hook you up with that. What was your takeaway from this episode? What action are you going to take? Come share it with me over on Instagram. It's linked in the show notes. There, you will also find any other important information from this episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not share it with a friend or leave a review? This helps others find the show, and I would be so grateful for your support.